What's up everybody, Brandon Fountain here and this is the beginning of our Women's Month special. That's right, all this month we will have nothing but women filmmaker guests coming on the show talking about their films, their story, their lifestyle, everything filmmaking. And I have my friend Tracy here who's going to start off the show. B is not with me so uh, there's nobody holding me back and probably keeping me from biting my tongue so uh, let's see how this goes i hope i don't insult anybody uh, we're about to get things started you're listening to let's talk filmmaking a podcast where we talk about everything filmmaking if you're a beginner and want to learn about filmmaking or want to hear stories from a filmmaker like you then this is the show for you because somewhere in this industry you're a beginner so let's talk and let's learn okay tracy how are you i am doing fine (laughs) she was like oh my god what am i getting into with this intro um (laughs) like i was saying we went to high school together you said you kind of had an idea that you would be in film but yeah i i didn't so uh, kind of give me your backstory of how you even got into this industry or even okay. chose this industry. Well, all started when I was younger. Um, my aunt, well, my cousin, who I call my aunt, <laughs> that's how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, she owns her own theater in Shreveport. It's called Mahogany Ensemble. Really? Yes. Okay. And so it started with her just pulling us because we were her younger cousins. So when I say younger, she's she's old enough to be my mom. Her and my mom grew up. But we say aunt because her and my mom are like sisters. Mm-hmm. So she used to pull us um, to be like, all right, I need you in this play because I'm short on kids. And I enjoyed it. And so it started there and then Next thing you know, I was in plays when I was in um, grade school, like elementary, and I was always in some type of performance group. And so I always like to write my own stories, scripts or whatever. And actually in high school, I don't know if you remember his name. I don't even remember his name. Gosh, it was this guy who we used to meet up after school to write scripts together in high school. He's on the football team. I forgot his name. But, yeah, we used to have our own skit, our little um, group. I forgot. I just thought of that. We used to have our own little group where we would film skits before, like, Vines and YouTube and stuff was, like, really popular. Wow. I'm so wonder, shocked about that myself. I wonder if he still have that footage. But, yeah, we used to do that. We used to, like, spend hours of planning and we really enjoyed it. And then um, I went to Northwestern State of Louisiana and I went for theater. And then that program, there was a write, a script, a playwright program. And I used to always make great comedic plays. And then I was just like, I really like this. So then I applied to Howard for film school. And yeah, I just kept going. Right. Um, if I got, if I if I think I read this right, do you have your masters? 
Yes, masters in right. fine arts. Yes, I can't do it. Too much school. Uh, but <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Like you literally just make films. I, well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get into that uh, later on because, okay. of course, should I go to film school is one of the common questions. So yeah. most definitely we're gonna get into that. But um, you and uh, first of all, the film that I really want to talk about that you did in 2018, it was? 2019. <laughs> Untested Love. Um, yes. Look, Tracy is another person that I've been trying to get on the show for the longest. Uh, and yeah, things just kept happening. Uh, we actually started this podcast in 2018. Uh, me and B realized, man, we've been doing it for quite a lot a while, but you know, obviously we've been taking those breaks. But we're here to stay now because life is getting good. Um, but untested love, I want to get let's let's get into the pre-production because first of all, I love the film. I love the film. Um, there was a lot of, I would say, great writing. It was great writing. Um, and you wrote wrote the script, sounds like. Mm-hmm. Right. So really love that. Tell me, uh, you know, how did you come up with this story and this, this, this script? Because we often talk about, especially the last episode, uh, it's hard to write write about things you don't know or things that you want to, you know, just start getting into. But sometimes, you know, if you don't know, you know, it's how do you mm-hmm. come up with the the story of untested love? Mm-hmm. Um, it started off as a. So I always tell people I am, you know, I went to film school and I went to theater I mean, school, I took undergrad for theater. I love um, scripted television. So um, for my thesis, instead of making a film, I was like, I want to do a pilot. And um, it was about three girls. And I forget, that's yeah, that's how you know it wasn't meant to be. I forget exactly what it was about. I know it was about their lives, but um, my chair or my professor who was over my thesis which this was my thesis film. He was over. He was like, no, you have to do a film. Um, I want you to make a story, have a beginning, middle, and end, and send it to festivals. I think it should be a film. So he heavily, he heavily influenced me to make it a film. And yeah, I was diagnosed with lupus in 2018, the top of 2018. And at the time, before I was like really diagnosed, I was like dating at the time. And I remember once they put me on these medicines, if you like look at the Untested Love um, Instagram, my face is really chunky. It's because I'm on steroids to keep my kidneys together because they were like not the best. Mm-hmm. And I was like having all of these insecurities of dating, but then, um, just complaining because even though I have a right to complain because I was diagnosed with the um, um, autoimmune disease at the same time, I was just like, it could be worse. And then I thought about, man, I wonder what it is like for someone to want to date, but they are 
in a worse medical condition. If that makes sense. It does. Without it does. giving things away. Right, right. <laughs> and, and and speaking of, can going can you give me a give the listeners a summary of what untested uh untested love is? So untested love is a story about a woman who is trying to make a decision, a woman who has a boyfriend who wants to commit, but she's not too sure for whatever those reasons are. And she wants to get in contact with him and he's basically not picking up the phone for 24 hours. So she's trying to figure out what's going on. Why is he picking up the phone? What what happened to him? Is he okay? Is he missing? Sorry, excuse me. She's really worried. And so we spend the day tracing her conversations with him and also tracing herself to figure out where is he and what's going on. But she has something that she wants to tell. Right. Right. Um, first of all, she, and I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm staying into the, the script writing here. The dialogue from her worrying like about where he is. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning there's like, you know, a fight so that's why she's worried. Um, that's very real. Like yeah. how, because look, y'all women, like your mind just goes 100%, 200%. Like, look, I was just outside, you know? I mean, of course he's not, he didn't pick up the phone, but yes, you all know, day. Like she, right, all day. But you know, she's, you know, calling her friend, the dialogue dialogue that was being said in the film was very mm-hmm. real. Did you have anybody help you like look over the script or like how many how many versions of the script was was this? There are many versions um, of the script, but actually, what you see on film is not the actual actual version of the script because we played with the editing. Um, but no, no one helped me as far as like changing the dialogue. I had a couple of people read the script and give me feedback of did they understand were they comprehending? Um, is there anything they wish that I could have made more clear or any more suspense I should throw in? But as far as the dialogue, no, I think I have relationship dialogue down pat. Oh Lord. <laughs> well, we're not gonna I get think into I got that. that. Okay. <laughs> well that's awesome because like I said, I really enjoyed uh that part of the film. Um now I noticed and and I'm gonna have the, the link to the Instagram um out and just just so y'all know, uh that's listening, there isn't anywhere you can watch this yet. Yes. Which she's working on it, and of course, just like um Broken Boy, just like Broken Boy, I will keep you updated on when the film will be out so you all can uh, listen to it. Just be posted on that. Um, I completely forgot where. Oh, you was getting funding. Tell me about yeah. that. You was you was asking for funding. How did that go? Wait. Well, oh, yeah. Talking about my. um, The Indiegogo. Was it Indie Indiegogo? I didn't look to see what you used, but I did notice that y'all was looking uh, for yes. funding for the film. So, you know, how did so that I, go? 
It went pretty well. Um, we did Indiegogo. We didn't um, do any grants or, or anything. Um, unfortunately, I should have thought of that. I was about to say, I think <laughs> um, you would have definitely gotten some grants if you would apply for with I, this I, film. I would, this was like my, this wasn't my first film. I made, um, this was probably my fourth film I made. Like short film that I was like, all right, a whole production team. But um, I did Indiegogo and yeah, I think I asked for, I don't remember. I think I maybe asked for 10,000 or was it five? It's probably 10,000. No, it was 10,000. At least that's was what it said on your, on the Instagram. I believe it was 10,000. Yeah, 10,000. I made a little over 3,000. Okay. And that was like, hey, look, I'm happy. You can do quite a bit with three thousand. Now, did that go? Where did? Where was that going mainly? Um. So of course you had to feed your crew. Uh huh. Make sure that everybody's comfortable. Um, insurance because we were filming in other people's homes, and um, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to, you know, have anything happen to their homes. Um, also, what else did it go to? It went to editing. Um, yeah, like some of the tech and then also stipends for my actors. And yeah, also set design, all that production stuff. But um, yeah. Set design. Kind of go into that because that's something you don't hear often when, when people kind of plan out their short uh budgets um yeah what what kind of went into the set design was that to keep it a buck not much Uh but i knew that um so the party scene honestly we worked with what we had but there were times where okay we will look at a space because of course it's what we have our friends like yeah you can use my spot but you want to make sure that um, everything like looks the look, part. Yeah, mm-hmm. looks the part. So maybe we add in some. Um, I think for the party scene, we add in some extra lights as well as um, we had to get our own gels for different colors that we wanted. Um, I know for the bedroom scene, we wanted to look a certain way, so we had to make it look extra. Or yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of spaces that were empty and we had to fill. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So that was that what came out of the budget because they were like, we just apply, we are supplying you with the space. You figure out what you want to look like. <laughs> right. Because like I said, that's that is something that I don't hear people say, but it's very much yeah. true. Um, the space around has to fit your actors. You know, it has to fit yeah. the the you know. It's, everything is is part of that story so everything in the setting has to fit as well um i'm glad you put editing in there because yes. boy um <laughs> that that's an that's speaking of editing sound design i noticed that you had a pretty good um sound design going with this film yeah now was that, that was, the editor or did you have a whole nother person do the sound design let me tell you something um i have a right hand man mm-hmm. um her name is rachel jones okay she did the cinematography she did the editing and the everything with editing 
she did. Um, except for some of the texting graphics um, my um, professor did. But um, for the most part, my girl Rachel, no, she did the texting graphics. He, um, I don't know, he did a little bit. But for the most part, Rachel is the backbone. Mm. I think a lot of people don't realize how important your cinematographer and your editor is. Like, it's not, I think when I first stepped into film, I had to be humble because I was doing my first shoot and I was like, isn't a cinematographer just supposed to do whatever the director say? Like, they just here to help. No, I got schooled real quick. No, your cinematographer is your backbone. Yeah. Like, you, it is a collaboration. They are telling a story the same way, but visually, they need to know what they're doing. They know their shots, all that. And she did most part of the gaffing. So she was a big role, Ooh. and I forever love her, forever in the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, you got schooled in that lesson real quick. Um, I did. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, you're you're right. A cinematographer, they have the eyes for everything. Now it sounds like she definitely did more than your average cinematographer, because you know, like even you know, gaffing and uh, lighting, yeah. um, which we're gonna get into the production um, a little bit later. Yeah. But overall, how long do you think the pre-production from like writing to like before production started? How long did that take? Do you think? I know it was I know it was a long time. Well, I was writing on my thesis film for at least about a year before we shot it, mm-hmm. and because I just wanted to like get a head start because we really aren't supposed to. Sh- you're not supposed to start on your thesis film until after all of your course classes are done. Mm-hmm. But you would be a fool if you did that because you're trying to get up out of there. You are spending money each semester. So um, I had started writing on my script maybe a year before I actually shot it. So, but I was taking my time because it wasn't supposed to be done yet. Right. And then the pre-production, let's say, I graduated 2019 May. So that August, I was starting pre-production and then we shot in January. We shot at the top of our spring semester and then we finished right before it was time for me to graduate. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Well, definitely, uh, you can see a lot of behind the scenes pictures on Instagram, um, yeah. the the Untested Love uh, Instagram that I will have down below in the show notes. We're about to take our first break and get this Soundstripe promo going, and then we'll be right back and talk about a little bit of the production with Untested Love. Soundstripe is the number one place for filmmakers, creatives, and YouTubers to have access to high-quality, royalty-free music. They have super affordable subscriptions starting as low as $11.25 per month. With unlimited downloads and licenses, the possibilities are just simply endless. They have over 5,000-plus quality songs, 40,000-plus sound effects, and get this, they even have over 70,000 premium stock videos. With access to curated playlists, your search is easy and you find exactly what you need. And with the worry-free licensing, you get a custom license available for every track. 
Soundstripe has given 10100 Media the opportunity to extend a 10% discount to other creatives by going to soundstripe.com and using the code 10100 that's T E N 100 you get 10% off any plan. Go and sign up like right now. Take your production to the next level. Sign up with Soundstripe today. And we're back. Once again, definitely use that code 10100 so you can get that big discount on Soundstripe. Uh, she's not here, so I can talk about it right now. So <laughs> B was looking for some music, right? And she was having quite some time. And I literally just listened to the audio for her interview, went to Soundstripe, playlist, looked for the right playlist, found a song, like, no, three songs, sent it to her, and she was like, I can't stand you. How did you find music that quick? I'm like, I just went to the playlist. And that, I promise you, is why I push Soundstripe so hard because you can find stuff so quick. Like, it's no longer that 15, 30-minute wait looking for an edit. So, And they have sound effects and other things that you can use for your films, commercials, uh, whatever you're shooting. But enough about that. Tracy... We're about to talk about some production, the production behind hey. the film. Uh, I really, I'm glad you talked about your cinematographer because yes. I have to say, as much as I loved your script, I really loved the cinematography in this in this film. Like she definitely, uh, you know, there's some textbook shots in there, but she really did experiment. She experimented yes. very well. And but the combination between that and the lighting, because y'all did a lot of, y'all had a lot of night scenes, uh, a lot of areas where it's dark. Now, mm -hmm. just saying it, one, it's already difficult to shoot at night because depending on what kind of camera, uh, and I, you wouldn't happen to know what camera you shot it on, right? Yes. Um, we shot... Oh, wow. Okay. I know the promo, which I feel like we put some of it in the film, was a Black Magic. And the other film was like a... Oh, my, I know these cameras because we were having a heart attack trying to get them. Uh, <laughs> a Canon 2? A Canon... Does that make sense? Mark? A uh, Canon... Mark 2. Yes, two? Canon Mark 2. Canon, that makes sense? Yeah, yeah it does. Um, yeah, we did that in a um, Black Magic. A Canon DX Mark II, I think it's called. I don't know. But I don't um, know all that. I, um, I have to call Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's every, between that and I don't think it's until you try. It's hard to shoot black people at night. And then you add you colors. So? Oh, I know so. Like at night, and then you add colors because you had, like you said, jails, and it looked very good. Sometimes when you do that, it's hard to still see the definition in the skin, and sometimes mm -hmm. it's still, it doesn't blend well. And then if you have too much, if your camera can't take it and your lights aren't strong enough, it looks nasty. <laughs> it just does. It doesn't look full 
It's hard to explain. Okay. But if you don't have good lighting, if you don't, it does, everything just looks flat. It doesn't look real. So hmm. I, I really liked, I can tell you all had some bright lights, which definitely helped. Because yeah. I can tell you're, you're, you wasn't pushing the camera too much. Um, but once again, I really love the, the cinema, cinematography for this film. Yes, like, yes. And, and how much... Um, I would say the, I know you said she was the backbone, but how much did you all, uh, plan ahead? Like, did you have a shot list? Uh, do you did want you... me to keep it a book? Huh? You want me to keep it real? Yeah. Keep it real. Rachel is so cool. And that's what's so crazy about her. <laughs> we may, um, I think we may did a a walkthrough rehearsal of the space with her, not with the actors, but with her, maybe. Right twice we maybe had one production meeting and right. she just showed up and like it's not it's not even the reason why i said are you um like are you sure about um lighting black people in the dark because i guess not because i'm a cinematographer or a gaffer because working with her it was like it was nothing it wasn't like we had to extra um plan for it or have all these extra meetings i think we may had a couple of meetings to walk the space but the rest was just kind of like freestyle that's how good she is mm -hmm. yeah no I'm, I'm keeping my statement it, it definitely is tough um, yeah because i mean you have some some cameras now that uh, it just it just doesn't work and to be honest it's all about the lighting okay when when you when you when you're filming and even professional pictures when you when you're doing it with you know color skin yeah. it's all about the lighting the lighting and in in just shades shading so she no it's, a... it's definitely it's definitely work and just you have to have that knowledge it's not necessarily too much about equipment i mean you got to have some bright lights you know so you can separate the darkness and then the color that of, of of the skin but it's that knowledge you have and from what you're be you've been saying she has the knowledge all the knowledge that you needed really to not worry because yeah. uh, i mean i'm quite sure you had enough stuff to worry about on production day um yeah <laughs> i was everything <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah no no definitely um uh, I can I really did like all of that um together. Now with the production and the let's see, how many settings did you have? Cause I could tell you it was at an apartment. Um you was at a school. Like how did you how did how, what route did you take getting those settings? Did you just say, hey, I'm doing school a college project? Did you pull that on them? No, so um, what? So let's start from day one. Day one was my producer's apartment. So when she's outside, she pulls up in the car. When she's knocking on the door, that's all my producer's home. So shout out to Tashira Merritt who came through. Um, the second, the one where they're in the bedroom, that's my soror's home. So she let us use her bedroom in her house, in the closet scene of that nature. And then um, 
the school scene was my college, Howard. We just got an empty room and made it look like a school. And the hallway scene, Howard. So for the most part, oh, and the party scene was um, a friend from church who let us use his home. Shout out to Chi. And so, um, yeah, it was like friends and school. Mm. Those were our locations. And we really didn't need like nothing crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, in the beginning show, of course, you say you had insurance, but um, really, to to be honest, you just was able to you know, make a couple of phone calls and was able to, I guess, use as much time as you needed to make sure you get the shots you need. Because sometimes when you're dealing with businesses, like I had an experience uh, that I think about, I think I talked about it in one of my episodes. Uh, One of the things to make sure you do before your first film is make sure whoever your space you're renting understands like hey we're gonna put a sign on your on on the door making sure everybody know that you know if you walk in here you may get filmed you know they you need you need to make sure the person you're renting uh knows you're gonna be bringing in equipment because some people just don't know and you have to make sure you spec uh you place the uh right expectations on what's gonna happen in a business because you know obviously they're trying to run a business they might not realize, oh, you, who are these people? You know, hey, try not to point that camera around too much. Like, we shooting a film. Like, what, what do you expect? You know, people with phones. Uh, I know it's the year 2021, but come on. But awesome. Like, yeah, you didn't have to deal with any of that. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, fortunately. <laughs> right. No, that's, that's pretty good. Um, the actors. The actors were, did you have, I, I feel like the the two main characters, the, the girl and the guy, were they professional actors or? Um, so professional in their own right, meaning that we had a, we held an audition mm-hmm. and they were really, really good. Um. I, I would be lying if I told you that I remember what was on the resume because even though I required a headshot and a resume, I wasn't really paying attention to the resume because if you were a really good actor and I feel like you were get the roles, like, okay, you got it. Um, yeah, they were really, really good. We held auditions for maybe maybe two to three weeks. Oh wow. To cast everyone. And yeah, everyone did a great job, and yeah, they deserve the role. But you wasn't looking at their resumes. No, because at the beginning I was like, "Yeah, put your resume," because this was my not my first time casting, but it's just I a guess level of professionalism. A lot of pressure, you know. Yeah, because I was just like, "All right, I really wanted it to be right," um, but I didn't look at the resume because. I probably skimmed over it, but I didn't really pay attention because, like, I don't care what your resume say. If you were really good and you deserve it, you deserve it. So tell me, tell me then, as somebody that wrote and created these characters, what exactly were you looking for? Because I'm quite sure you had a lot of people um, trying out yeah. for your for your actors. So, like, what 
why these two? Like, what really um, connected the dots? And it's like, these are those characters. They can pull those characters off. Well, the first audition round um, required them to just come in with a monologue just to see, like, okay, what can you give me? And then I will have them read a piece of the script to just to see if they were okay could they fit the character and then the next round have them come back and read the script with the partner or try out with different people um you know what it's so crazy i don't exactly remember what i was looking for i just knew once i saw it that was it mm. i don't know if i had in my mind like this is what i'm looking for i just knew like yeah this is it um yeah, and everyone I picked, they were my first choice. Yeah, they did a great job. So it's like, you know, for back of for lack of better terms, like love at first sight with these characters. Yeah. These actors. Especially when I got them together to like do auditions together, see how the chemistry worked. Yeah. yeah. It was it was Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, um, I definitely have a lot more questions. We're now getting to post-production. So let's go to break real quick. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about um, the film festivals, you know, uh, how really uh, long and what hiccups you probably had uh, along the way. We have so much to talk about on Let's Talk Filmmaking. We have so many guests that have nothing but great experiences to tell you about. Of course, me and B have a couple of experiences to tell you as well. We've also had guests come on a show to promote their new feature or short film. It takes time and effort to reach out to get some of these guests, and we try to bring you worthy information every week. We love working and building this platform, but we could use your help. We're asking every listener to subscribe to our $1 Patreon subscription to help keep the show running. It takes a lot of time behind the scenes, and to make what we have grow, we need your support. Click the link below and subscribe to our Patreon, and let's build a film community we all can grow from. And we're back. Of course, we have Tracy Renee here. We're talking about her film, Untested Love, and, you know, that kind of... You know what? Not going to talk about it because we still (laughs) want you all to watch the film. So we're trying really hard not to give away too much. Um, Of course, like I said, going to keep you updated when you can watch it. I'll have the link down below whenever it does uh, go to where she's going to place it. We'll talk about that later. Uh, But post-production. Well, no, before we get to post-production, because I love I love this part. What? hiccups did you have during production like was there like any damage you know did you have a wa- uh, actor walk out on you out of out of these things happened to me so that's why I'm, I'm like what hiccups have you had during your uh during your film or was it just smooth because your cin- cinematographer was so great of course <laughs> something that i um Something that I always have happened and I have yet to figure out 
it's probably things that are going to happen. Um, starting on time. Oh well, shoot! That's always gonna that's a, that's always gonna happen. <laughs> starting on time and leaving later than what I told the crew. And even though I get it, if you know when people are doing things for the strength of I'm here to help you out, you, I still want to keep my word. Right. I'm a big. I'm a big like keeping my word is one of like the biggest thing that I try to do. Okay, so when people were when we started late and people left later than what I told them, I felt bad. And I know that those things happen during production because you can't tell what's going to happen as far as setup. But that was the one thing that stuck out. Um, let me think. Did anything else happen? It probably, I'm pretty sure there was. I probably blocked it out of my memory because I was just like, <laughs> I don't need this anymore. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. Um, oh, production, production, maybe editing. Maybe are we talking about production, not post production, right? Well, if you can't think about it, because because honestly, that whole thing about starting on time, I I anybody, it's rare, okay? It's rare to either one start on time or two like leave when you're supposed to. Just having that, mm-hmm. um, oh my god, people getting freaking lost to to the set, you know? It's just these things happened so happened yeah i mean did you have any hiccups with editing editing um i think as far as music maybe some um music hiccups um there were some times where i was just like oh my god and now i don't remember (laughs) um probably making sure we hit deadlines so we can screen the film to all the actors and their family because they put in so much in the crew everyone put in so much hard work and i wanted to give them a proper screening um trying to meet Hmm. that deadline also trying to graduate because they was tripping about the editing um i know music was a big thing why was Um, music a big thing because i it sounded like was it original music or yes all of it was original well the edit i showed you there was some music that wasn't original because that was just for the screening because we we had the screening i graduated but i was still trying to figure out the music so it can be like you know licensed for festival Mm -hmm. so um that was a that was an issue but I think just trying to figure out what music should go where, what sh- where should we get the music? Um, we had a a meeting with a few composers who were like, yeah, I'm up for it. And then they didn't show up for it. So it was just like, ah. But the only thing that stood out was the music and not ending or starting, starting or ending on time. Locations were flawless. Um, people always came through to help. Oh my God, people always came through. To help us, I don't know. Everything worked out. Tell me so, how. Tell me now. Did you have a sound, uh, sound engineer there? Did you Did you um, have a sound person on, on on set? Yes. Oh, so that was another thing. Um, we had one guy who was a sound person who came. But he was like, I only can do these couple of days. I think it took us seven days to shoot the film. He out of the seven, I think he did three. 
So there was other times where we had we had to get like other people who were not necessarily, you know, good at sound, but yes. like, all right, we about to hook you up. Just yeah. press this button, stay still, don't move. And when we say cut, cut. <laughs> so yeah. But keep in mind that all of these people were helping me um basically literally nothing. They were either getting nothing or like Maybe I promised them, oh, I'll give you credit because this was my thesis film and I didn't have a lot of money to give. Right. So um, when that person who was good at sound because he'd done it before, who said, I can help you out for three days, I'm like, cool. Like You didn't have to volunteer your time. So I was like, shit, that's good for me. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out the other um, five days or I can't do math. <laughs> Six days, whatever. No, oh, <laughs> see, 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 uh-uh. We're... I'm gonna let you slide on that one because you told me your your day job. So there's no I can not actually, math, not math. Okay, okay. Well, st- <laughs> so you had you had that that was a hiccup because I know once again um, sound is a major component and can make and break your film. Yeah. Um, I think you uh, still, especially since I you told me the one you sent me is not the I guess the final. Uh, edit. Yeah, I still was able to watch your film fine, and I had. When headphones. I say um, sorry, when I say final edit, I just mean like completely mixing the sound and the music. Right, but mm-hmm. the picture, yeah, it mm-hmm. was good. Yeah, no, that's 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 the final edit. Um, I guess how how long did it take to edit? Because it's a fifteen for the most part fifteen minute film. Mm-hmm. Um, it took, we finished and let's see, when did we finish? We shot it in January. Maybe like four months. And that sounds like a long time, but, um, for the most part, I think we kind of took a little break. And we were doing it by ourselves. And we had to wait on people for like graphics because keep in mind, most of this stuff was free. So people could help us when they could. And um, yeah, so like, like four, let me get my charger for my phone, but four months, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess taking a look one, you know, you you had to deal with a another editor that probably wasn't within your your group, um, and also the issues with you know sound and everything. I can see how that can take four months. Um, yeah. How did the uh, the festivals go? How many festivals did you enter this film into? I entered in. Um, I think about nine if i'm not mistaken maybe eight so eight or nine festivals and we got into two of them why am i acting like i'm brand new yeah (laughs) it's been a while it it really has i'm I'm actually it was like all a blur because don't get me wrong we were still in the middle of a pandemic but i was still excited but no i think we 
yeah, we entered, we got into two and we won, we won those two. So yeah. Right. I do um, see that you actually won um, the, what the official selection for the 10th annual Charlotte Black Film Festival. We did. Um, we won best HBCU. Oh, okay. Nice. And then for we did the um, Shreveport Film Festival, which is in our hometown, and we won. Um, I forgot what we won. You won a Shreveport Film Festival. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which one is that? Um. Uh, you don't mean the LA Film Prize, do you? No. Do you mean Our the hometown urban? hometown has a um. Yes, 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 yes. That okay, one. Okay, okay. The Ur- urban film festival, the one that what's her name did after. Yeah. We're not gonna get into all that, but yeah. Okay. Awesome. So you won. You won. Uh, that one as well. That's cool. And and I guess we can talk about the next phase. Is you were talking about you're trying to get it on Amazon. Yes which I know I believe if you've already had to I mean the, between the changes you had to go through with your college I don't know if they change much uh, I know with how Amazon is now you got a lot more people uh, it might be a longer process because a lot more people are trying to get on Amazon now so yeah um, yeah I know definitely keep us updated on when that will go on so last question okay. Howard how much do you would you say Howard prepared you because even though this was would you say this was your biggest short film um, out of as, all of yet, ones yes. you, as of yet how much do you think Howard prepared you for it Hmm. There's two answers to these questions. There's two answers. Um, I would say Howard is going to Howard is a different type of animal. Like you truly learn hustle and survival there. I think as far as that part, they truly um, prepared me because. Um, as a filmmaker, because even though I was backed by school, there was a lot of things I still had I had to do myself. Like there was a lot of, um, I was basically a real independent filmmaker, even though I was a, still a um, film student. Um, they teach you to never give up, um, never take no for an answer. There's always gonna be some obstacles and there's always gonna be some delays, but you just keep pushing through. So as far as a real world experience, Howard definitely um, prepared me. Um, As far as, I think they did as good as they could, if that makes sense. Um, I know before we started the podcast, you um, said a lot of people say, should you go to film school? Or did you say that? Should you go to film mm -hmm. school? That's a common question. Um, Mm -hmm. Film school is great, um, but getting out there in the world and creating films, if it's 
on a big Hollywood production or short budget and short budget independent. It's just experience. So a school can only prepare you so much. You have to get out there and feel it for you to actually get, gain the knowledge. So I definitely went to Howard. Why most people go um, to film school anywhere, for the most part, for connections, just to keep it a book. And then you do learn and you do get some great education with some seasoned film directors. But no matter what you do, you're still not going to get that full experience until you're out there. Um, but connections and also contacts and also um, some great professors who you can network after you graduate with, that's what you go for. I'm just going to keep it real. So did they prepare me? Yeah, they prepared me as much as any school would, but that's not saying much because you know where your real experience come from. You have to get out there. I don't care how much school you went through. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like I've like I said many times and she said it herself. Like there's nobody that can really answer that for you. Yeah. If you're going, if you want to know whether or not you should go to film school, and we can only say exactly what she said, go. But if you're gonna go, don't just go Make to sure class. Make sure it's a good one. Make right, right. Make sure when I. It's even hard to say that. If you're going to go, I guess make sure you're going to get the connections that you're looking for, you know, yeah. because even at the two-year college I went to, the I had I was able to get a lot of hands-on experience. Now, that's a two-year. Should you go to a four-year? Because four years is where you're going to get a lot of that theory, you know, that, that theory, the, the, the textbook, the, the reasons why you do these things. You're going to learn that when you go to these schools. But it's going to be up to you to, while you're there, apply these things you're learning. Talk to the, to the professors talk and, and connect with the local uh, people and the connections that they know. You know, because once you're out, that's it. You might not even mm -hmm. have a camera in your hand when you get out. So, you know, it's one of yeah. those things where you just... I'm not against school. I just know for me, it's not for me. But I know because I didn't go there, I had to learn a lot of other things. Hell, shit. I mean, film theory, that's 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 another thing I, I lack. I'll tell you that right now. But <laughs> but I, I, I definitely taken the time to, you know, pick up a book and learn the things that I didn't because I didn't go to a film school. So I really loved your answer uh tracy so thank you for that because yeah i 100 percent agree with you but before i let you go where where can people find your work and 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 contact you follow you well you can definitely follow me on instagram at trey one renee t-r-a-y number one R-E-N-E-E. -E. Um, I think right now I've been quiet because I've been working on a few things, but yeah, things are definitely coming to the, they're do, coming up. So, Do you think Untested Love could ever become a series or a, a, uh, a feature? 
maybe in the future um right now i would say untested love was my true baby untested love was my true baby because um it taught me a lot there was a lot of hiccups as far as um creative decisions um battling myself and i think now i definitely it definitely pushed me into an area of growth where i'm like all right, if I can do Untested Love, I know I can do my next project is gonna be hitting. So I'm proud of Untested Love, but I don't know because right now I got so much on my mind that I'm going to do. I have so much on my mind that I on my agenda that I want to do that um, I'm not thinking about that right now, but never say never because um, 20s on BET from Lena Way was once something that she was trying to do a long, long time ago. And now it's a full production. So you never know. Well, I, once again, definitely enjoyed the short film. I think you're going to be doing some very amazing things. So uh, definitely go follow her. Keep watch. You know, stay tuned because I know you're going to be doing some amazing stuff if it's uh, anything like Untested Love. Um, Before we go, is there anything else you want to tell uh, your fellow women filmmakers? I would say um, keep doing it. I know that sounds so basic, but girl, keep doing it because it's definitely going to happen. And don't give up and do not let the man make us feel like we can't do it or let them try to overtake it because we definitely can Exactly. I know some amazing we women slash female filmmakers. So <laughs> I know some amazing ones, and I know I would definitely want one on, on my crew because look, y'all just have an eye for detail and that 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 creativity that I am not afraid to say that us men just do not have. So uh, definitely, once again, follow. Tracy on Instagram um, don't be afraid to email me if you want to yell at me about anything that I said on this episode because hey I welcome <laughs> the the criticism you know let me know we can talk about it other than that I do want to catch you all later see you all next week we'll have another episode right for you see you all later see you